Chapter Five of *The King of the Golden City* by Mother Mary Loyola. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A troublesome partner. The people in the land of exile lived a good deal alone. They met together at certain times, but each one lived a large part of his or her life in a little hut which the owner had to keep swept and tidy. I say they lived alone, but in reality, all the men, women, and children each had a comrade who was always with them from the time they came into the land till the time they went out, and forever after. The name of this partner was Self. The two were never separated. They walked, worked, went to sleep, and woke together. But the owner of the hut was, or ought to have been, master or mistress there. Self was the sub, or under-partner. So it was not what Self liked or disliked that mattered, but what the king wanted, and what was good for the owner of the hut. This lesson Self had to learn, and, as a rule, it was learnt very slowly. A constant struggle for the upper hand went on, therefore, in most of the huts, and in one particularly, as we shall see. Now, if any of you think it would have saved trouble to let Self be the ruler in every hut, that the poor owner might have a chance of a quiet life, I must tell you that you know very little about the matter. Not, mind you, that the hut owners never tried this plan. Some of them did. Either they never fought self at all, or they gave in after a short tussle. But sooner or later they all found out their mistakes. Once master, self showed himself, or herself, as the case might be, a cruel tyrant. He made a slave of the hut owner, who should have taught him better, and treated him so badly that life was a misery to him. No, the only way to secure any kind of peace was to keep this unruly comrade in his place, and put him down firmly when he gave himself airs but we must get back to one little hut and its inmates. Six o'clock, time to get up,' said Delecta, and she was just going to make a spring when Self's sleepy head was heard. "'It can't be time yet, and if it is, the clock's fast or wrong.' "'It was right all day yesterday. Come, get up.' "'Oh, I am so awfully tired, and—and I have a headache. At least I had one yesterday, and I don't want to—to have one tomorrow.' row or i shan't enjoy the fair if we don't get up we shan't get our work done the king comes this morning and there's the floor to sweep and the flowers to get there's plenty of time yet and five minutes can't make any difference now delecta had been warned again and again by the prince guardian not to argue with self especially the first thing in the morning he said there was no lawyer to equal self at that time. The only thing to do was to spring up at once and not listen to her. Delecta had been listening all this time, and now she said sleepily, Oh, very well, then, just five men, and we'll take care to keep awake. So they turned over, and in less than one minute were fast asleep again. The sun was shining brightly into the hut when Delecta woke with a start. Oh, how late it is! I will be too late, and it's all your fault, Self. I told you we should miss the king, and now he will have knocked and had no answer, and passed us by. She spoke of the king, but I fancy she was more vexed with Self than sorry for his majesty. And Self was angry, too, for she could not bear blame, especially from Delecta. It made her feel so uncomfortable. It was quite as much your fault as mine, she said sharply, and you ought to know better, for you're always preaching. 
They wrangled in this way all the time they were dressing, and at breakfast, and on the way to school. There everything went wrong, and no wonder, for they were not at peace together, and could not leave others in peace. One thing, however, was curious, but it is a fact. The delecta was crossed because self had got the better of her in the morning. She showed her ill temper by giving way to self all the rest of the day. And self, instead of being satisfied with this, got more and more discontented and disagreeable as the hours went on. It was late that evening when the prince guardian, coming to Delecta's hut, saw no light in the little window which was generally a bright patch in the darkness. There was crying within, and, opening the door, he found her sitting on the floor looking hot and angry. How is this, Delecta, all in the dark? Where is your lamp? Now the name of that lamp was Peace. It was the king's special gift to his friends, and his directions about it were very important. It was to be kept burning at all costs. No wind nor storm was ever to put it out, and it was never to be left near the window, lest Malignus should put his hand in and take it away. He was always trying to get hold of it. He had been heard to say that he thought he had done a good day's work if he had succeeded in robbing a little child of its lamp. At times it burned rather low in Delecta's hut, but it was never out. So you will understand the Prince Guardian's grave look and tone of reproof on finding the little place in darkness. How is this? he asked again. Malignus, she sobbed. It was malignus. I had it too near the window, and he's got it. And, and it was nearly out before he took it. And she burst out crying again. Get up now and tell me all about it. Oh, Prince, it's been such a bad day. When I woke it was raining and cold, and the first thing I saw were Self's sleepy eyes looking very sorry for me. Delecta, she said, don't get up just yet. You're tired, and Monday's a horrid day. There's nothing to look forward to. Wait a bit. So I waited and waited till I fell asleep again. When I did get up, everything went wrong. We were late for school, and when we were scolded, I said what wasn't true. The lessons were too hard, and all the teachers were unkind, and the children, too. I was cross with self all day, but somehow I let her do just as she wanted, as if I didn't care what I did. When I came home, it was too dark to see to do anything, and I didn't care to trim my lamp, and it burned lower and lower. And then, suddenly, I saw a hand come out of the darkness and snatch it away. Oh, my lamp, my lamp! And the king gave it to me and told me to take care of it. And she began sobbing afresh. The prince guardian listened patiently. Then he said, I have spoken to you many times today, Delecta, but you would not listen to me. When I spoke, you turned away and see what has come of it. But you have owned up now like a good child, and you have learned a useful lesson. You have found out that when malignus and self advise you to do as you like, and have your own way in everything, it is not to make you happy, as they pretend, but to get what they want themselves. Self wants to have some pleasure, or to get rid of some pain or trouble that very minute. It is not you she is thinking about at all. Malignus wants to make you sad and discouraged, and this is the way he sets about it. He tries to make you do wrong and break the king's laws just to please yourself. It's only a little thing, he whispers. It doesn't matter much. Watch now and see what he does next. If you listen to him and do as he advises, he turns upon you directly and says, Now you've done it. You've broken your resolutions again. You are always breaking them. 
and you'll never be any better so it's no use trying and you may as well give it all up and just enjoy yourself you are a mean ungrateful little thing and the king is tired of you delecta looked up surprised i thought it was you prince who tried to make me sorry when i broke my resolutions and made the king sad no my child i tried to make you sorry for having displeased the king but the prince guardians never discourage the children they have charge of no matter how often they fall we always cheer them up and tell them to go on as before you may fail hundreds of times but what of that your faults are no worse because you see them better when the ugly measle marks show themselves you say oh how frightful but the doctor is quite pleased and says they are much better outside than inside they will soon go away now so to see what is ugly in yourself is a sign of better things coming the king never discourages you delecta he is very gentle and patient with you and he wants you to be patient with yourself you cannot correct all your faults at once if you work at this task as long as you are in the land of exile it is what you were sent here to do and when the task is done you will go home to the golden city for the holidays oh look look cried delecta joyfully my lamp has come back whilst you were talking and telling me to cheer up i saw it put in its place again and it's getting brighter and brighter even self is pleased to see it come again see she's smiling at it i'm sorry dear prince for being so bad to-day and i'll never listen to self any more i really won't and if it's true what malignus says that i'm a mean ungrateful little thing and the king's tired of me i won't be mean any more at least i'll try not do not trust your own strength delecta for you are very weak but the king loves you and will send you help whenever you ask him End of chapter five